Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's be seated. So, a couple good greetings for an annual meeting that Sunday, really. There's the importance of the mission, the importance of the vision of the church, and sort of a little bit of critique about uh, distractions from, from that vision, as well as, as, a, as a call to commitment and a call to follow. So we have Jesus really, really launching his, his public ministry here in, in the Gospel of Matthew. You know, from, from last week when we were reading John's Gospel and uh, John the Baptist was still pointing out Jesus. There he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And Peter and the other, or Andrew and the other disciple followed uh, Jesus. And then they got Peter and they found Philip and found Nathaniel and, and all of that. That's sort of all preceding what we have in Matthew's Gospel. Uh, because Matthew's Gospel really sort of kickstarts with John being imprisoned. And John, as soon as John's in prison, then, then Jesus really continues um, that, that popular uh, sort of public ministry where he's among great masses of people in, in Capernaum in that region. And so, but, he, but the message remains the same. The kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven has come near. That is, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is all sort of those interchangeable phrases. But it's but God's kingdom is here, present with you, and you can experience the glory of heaven today. You can experience the glory of God's grace and God's power today. And we we stop for whatever reason because we can't read one more verse. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick and those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. And so now the kingdom of heaven has burst into the world where, where before John the Baptist, you came out into the wilderness to seek now Jesus is bringing that kingdom to the masses. Right? He's bringing that kingdom to various synagogues, various regions. He's bringing the kingdom of God. And so we have, um, once again, sort of the, the centripetal and centripetal force of mission, of God's mission. You're drawn to it, and you're also called to go out into the world. Right? Both of those things are, are true simultaneously. And, and more important than anything, right, is that this, this message and, and proclamation of, of the kingdom of heaven being at hand, uh, repent, turn your hearts, turn um, back to this, is, becomes primary in, in Jesus' uh, mission and ministry. And it continues that way. Right throughout throughout his ministry, and, and when we get to Corinthians, um, that passage today, we have we have Paul saying, 
you guys are sort of missing right, the, the, the important aspects of the mission. Right? You're worried about whether you follow this preacher or that preacher, or you go to this church or that theology. Luckily, those things have changed in a couple thousand years, right? We don't have those problems anymore. Uh, but you know, here we are really in the early church, right? I follow Paul. I follow Paulus. I follow Cephas. I follow Jesus. Um, is Christ divine? Right? Does it matter who you're baptized by? Does it matter who, who has the best sermon? Um, does it matter you know, who has the be best liturgical form? Um, or are you invited into something deeper? And uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I didn't baptize any of you, except these two and maybe those other people. But, but for the most part, I didn't do any baptisms. Because I'm not here to baptize. I'm here to proclaim Proclaim the kingdom of God. Proclaim Christ crucified. I'm here to proclaim the power of the cross. And I'm not very eloquent. Right? I and mean, this is this is sort of a hidden thing, but Apollos was eloquent. He was known to be a great preacher. Down the road, everybody, they'd come to Sunday school with Paul and then they'd go down the road and hear Apollos preach, right? That's that's what happened. Right? Paul, Paul is a great preacher. And Paul's like, I'm not a great preacher. You remember the, the passage where people, the guy like fell out of the window while Paul was preaching and died. And Paul had to like bring back to life. Hopefully we don't have any of that here. Gone so long. But, but Paul says that it's, it's not my eloquence that is, that's on display anyway. It's the message, the message of the power of the cross, the message of not just the power of the cross, but the foolishness of the cross. Because the cross makes no sense to the rest of the world. The cross is not victory anywhere. The cross is defeat. The cross is humiliation. The cross is devastation. The cross is torture and loss. But we know as victory. We know it as the power of God. We know it as the kingdom of heaven being here. And so there's nothing eloquent even about the cross. It's foolishness. There's no wisdom in it. But this is how God has redeemed the world. This is the message. So stop bickering amongst yourselves. Stop comparing this person to this person, to this theology, to this worship. It's Jesus. It's the power of the cross. It's the message of the gospel that needs to be proclaimed to the ends of the world. Which leads us back again to Jesus, who's, who's walking alongside, and, and now, as John's imprisoned, Jesus' ministry is getting completely kick-started again as he, as he picks up from that. And he says to Peter and to Andrew, follow me, and I'll make you fishers.
peoples. And the James and the John follow. And Jesus begins to gather this core, but it's but more than anything, it's this introduction and invitation to, to go deeper, to go further, to follow. We like I said last week, we heard Peter and Andrew and John and uh, others were, were with Jesus regularly. There's the wedding at the Cana of Galilee and other things that, that, have, that have happened before John's imprisoned. But they're with him. They know him. They've, they've been with him. But now it's time to go further. Now it's time to go deeper. Now it's time to follow and, and it's this invitation that makes a great annual meeting sermon too, right? Because there's, it's time, right? The invitation is always here for us. These things that we're, we're invited to do, called to do, are reminded of our mission. What is our mission as Satan finds? Who are we called to be? Is it just to have, you know, great worship? Is it just to have Eucharist every week? Is it just even to give alms? To those in need, or is it is it to proclaim that the kingdom of God is here, that God's grace and healing power and love is among us, that the message of of Jesus is available for the world, that we're invited not only to be to be witnesses of of that grace and love, but to be vessels and ministers and and show forth God's love the world that Jesus is saying follow me there was a woman who who had her her young son with her in the pew and, and for several weeks every time every time they finish a prayer he'd high-five her and finally finally he just said she said what why are you high-fiving me after we say the prayer and he goes because we end with I'm in Right, so I'm in. That's so great, right? I don't know if it's a true story. That sounds like it could be true. But it's, a, it's great. I'm in. This is what we're invited to. I mean, not just today. Obviously, each and every invited to in our, in our life to be in. That Jesus invites us to be in. That Jesus invites us into this body, specifically this body that, that we've been invited and, and called into, in order to be in as ministers of the gospel, as proclaimers of, of who Jesus is, of the kingdom of heavens at hand. And we don't have to do it with eloquence. And we don't have to compare this preacher to that preacher. The reality is the power of, of God's love and the power of that message, that power of healing and reconciliation and renewal and grace and acceptance. The power of that is all we need to proclaim. That all we need to live into. That mission, that mission, that through the Spirit of God, we are partners of, of God's transforming 
out in Jesus Christ. There's, I, I've often said, but I don't know if I've said it often here yet, at least not so much that you'll be like, oh, again, here we go. But I often said, you know, there's, there's in, in church sometimes we all often talk about new members and we always talk about membership when we're filling out the periphery report. The diocese says, how many members do you have? How many members did you lose? How many members did you gain? And membership is, it's, it's not really a great church word if we're being honest. Membership implies benefits, right? You join AAA. I'm a member. When your car breaks down, they come and they, you know, they fix your flat or they jump your battery or whatever. You pay a fee and they give you stuff, right? Same with Planet Fitness, right? You join, you get to go work out. We're not so much members of, of St. Matthias as we are partners. Partnership is really what we, what we strive to live into, that we are invested. That Jesus says, follow me, and then we say, I'm in. And we're invested in the work and the mission and ministry of the parish and of the Church of Jesus Christ. Not comparing ourselves with other churches around, but partnering with them in proclaiming the gospel. Partnering with them in reaching the lost. Partnering with them with healing the broken clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, all of, all of those things. We're partners invested in the mission and vision of what Jesus invites us into. That's the power of the cross. That's crazy, right? Because what's in it for us? What's in it for us is to take on that invitation to follow, to come after, to go deeper, to be present, to be committed to what God has done in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this parish. For the people here, past, present, and future saints of St. Matthias. For the history and the legacy and the visions yet to come. We pray for your Holy Spirit to be poured out upon each and every person here. That we might be filled with your love and your grace, your boldness. That we might respond to the mission that you invite us to follow. Come, Lord Jesus. Be present in us. May we as a body proclaim 
who you are to this community and to the world. That all might know the love that you have for them. That all might know the healing available to them. It is in this we pray. In your most precious name. Amen. Amen.